From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. You're with Misty Winston on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, hey there, and welcome to the Misty Winston Show right here on today's News Talk. Happy Friday, y'all. We made it. Another week. Another week of chaos. Um, Okay, uh, so a couple quick things before we jump into the show. First of all, our guest today is fantastic. Uh, My dear friend Alex Hills will be joining us. Uh, She, You guys know I talk about her all the time. Uh, She runs the Candles for Assange page and group um, who uh, compiles all of the global events that take place for Julian Assange, and then she uh, uh, publishes them from one central location, makes them super easy for everybody to find. She's great at keep. I don't know how she keeps it all organized. I can't even keep my life organized. (laughs) I don't know how she does all this extra stuff. Um, so uh, I'm very excited to talk to her. We're going to give you some details about some of the upcoming Assange events and just the case in general. So um, uh, we'll be bringing her in momentarily. So uh, just to give you a heads up about what we have coming up next week. So on Monday, we have Nick Cruz from Revolutionary Blackout Network. You guys know I love Nick. He's one of my favorite people to rant with. I was just on Revolutionary Blackout um monday i think and it was a lot of fun i ranted quite a bit that day i was on a little bit of a tear so i do that sometimes um okay tuesday we have uh stavrula P- uh, paps from um uh, unlimited hangout uh she just wrote a great piece about um cbdc's and stuff like that so i'm very excited to dig into that i don't cover that stuff nearly enough so i'm, I'm excited to have her on uh wednesday we have sabrina salvati also from revolutionary blackout network she also hosts the savvy Sabs podcast uh thursday david damato he has a great new piece out he contacted me and asked if he could come on to discuss it it's always great to talk to david he's so much fun uh and then friday shanda masta will be here um the accidental activist um and i just love having her on she just has great energy so a really great week next Next week, definitely tune in uh, Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on today's News Talk. Okay, <sighs> let's talk about the ICJ, shall we? Because everybody else is talking about the ICJ. Twitter is all a flutter um, about the, we talked about this earlier in the week. They announced that there was going to be a ruling. The ruling was announced today. So let's just go through the points really quickly. Um, on point number one, 15 to 2, the state of Israel shall take all measures to prevent the commission of genocide in Gaza. Um, point two, 15 to two, the state of Israel shall ensure that the military not commit any acts of genocide. Point number three, 16 to one, Israel shall take all measures to punish all public solicitations to genocide. Point number four, 16 to one, Israel shall take immediate and effective measures to address adverse conditions to life in the Gaza Strip. Point number five, 15 to two, Israel shall take effective measures to preserve evidence of actions impacting the genocide convention. Y'all, they publish their stuff. Like they, uh, there's all kinds of video and photographic evidence of their war crimes all over social media. I don't think that they can uh, get rid of that stuff at this point. So, and then point number six, 15 to two, Israel shall submit to the court a report, um, all measures taken to follow the orders of this court within a month. So basically they punked out, which is not surprising, right? We were expecting a week rolling. Um, uh, To be fair, I think that there's a lot of people who are just flat out claiming that this is ridiculous and it's bad and it's terrible. And I don't think it's um, fully awful. Obviously this is, uh, unprecedented. The idea that the court ruled um, even slightly against Israel, I think, is a huge step in the right direction. That's something that we really haven't seen much of. Um, but it is very weak. It's very, um, it's kind of a spineless ruling. They didn't call for an immediate ceasefire, although by calling for them to not, um, you know, kill any more Palestinians, I don't know. I guess it's, you could argue that they kind of, in a roundabout way, called for a ceasefire. Um, but it is very weak. And I think that there, we're seeing some mixed reactions. We're seeing a lot of people say that this is a win for Palestine, that this is a win for South Africa. Um, we're seeing a lot of people on the other side who, um, including, uh, by the way, many people in Palestine are very upset about this ruling, including um, uh, uh, one of the journalists who's been call- uh, covering this, Motaz Avizia. Um, He's very uh, well known that people have been following him and his story uh, uh, pretty heavily. He's fantastic. Um, but he posted a video if you want to go check that out. I can't really say what he said because <laughs> I don't know if TNT would appreciate it very much. But he basically just said, we've lost our trust in every decision maker in the world. I can say at least that sentence. Um, there was also another guy, um, Al Jazeera's Hani Mohammed, um, who was reporting on the ICJ ruling in uh, Gaza. And he said that there's a great deal of frustration, that people are feeling very left behind, that um, they don't feel like anybody is um, really standing up for them, other than obviously South Africa and the people. I think he was talking more about um, governments. Um, Matt Kennard, uh, who does a lot, he's a journalist journalist and does a lot of great work. 
Um, he, he is of the opinion that the ICJ knew what it was doing. It is now complicit in genocide um, because essentially Israel can continue its war. Um, it's it, They're claiming it's not a genocide, that it's self-defense. So um, by being so weak-willed in the wording of it, by saying you have to prevent acts of genocide, they don't see it as genocide. So um, they can continue this war and it essentially, they have to report, basically investigate yourself and report back in a month. <laughs> it's just how many Palestinians are going to die in that month. So um, I don't don't think it's like a full on loss. I do think that there is some glimmers of hope here, but it is certainly uh, not a win. Uh, I don't think it's a win for Israel either, but it's not a win for Palestine. And I think that there's that nuanced take there in the middle that some people uh, are not getting. I think that there's a, a lot of people, as always, like to take um, very polarizing points and they don't like to see the nuanced uh, middle ground. And I think that that's where we're at here with this ruling. So, but we're not surprised, right? Uh, we knew that this was likely going to be, um, you know, pretty weak-willed and there we have it. It sure is. Um, so I would recommend everybody go check it out for yourself, read the ruling for yourself, um, come to your own conclusions. Um, it, it just came out today. So I think everybody's still trying to process the information and figure all of this stuff out. So um, don't take my word for it. Go and, and frankly, listen to Palestinians and how they feel about it. I think that's probably the most important thing to do. Um, but it is certainly not uh, what it should have been, in my opinion. Um, okay, don't forget, you can follow me over on the tweeters at Sarcasm Stardust. Check out the substack, mistywinston.substack.com. There's a write-up for the guests of the day every day with links uh, so that you can find, follow, and support their work as well. And shoot me an email, mistywinston at tntradio.live. Um, I love guest ideas, show ideas. Um, or if you just ha have a question or a comment, or if you just want to rant about something, that's always good too. Um, and if you miss your favorite TNT radio show or interview, you can listen back whenever you want, wherever you want. Uh, just visit the episodes tab on the TNT website, which again is tntradio.live. Um, and then we're on all the major social media uh, uh, podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, Podbean, iHeart, and TuneIn. So there's no reason for you to miss anything right here on today's News Talk. Be a part of the conversation. I want representation I can trust. Have your say. Biden isn't doing enough. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. And more completely unsurprising news, according to a newly revealed correspondence from the Department of Defense, the National Security Agency, the NSA, is buying Americans' personal information without obtaining warrant shocker, including data that was illegally obtained. So here with this story, joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. So uh, the NSA is up to their shenanigans again, eh? Shocking. Absolutely shocking. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about this. It's almost like we scooped this story before it was right? a story. Uh, it's just because I think maybe we touched upon some of the inner workings here. But uh, now we have a letter. There's a letter. We just got a letter. Remember that show, Blue's Clues? <laughs> I have kids. Uh, yes. Okay, of course, you know that show. All right. So this this is actually a special declassified letter, which confirms what we've all long suspected and have been talking about here, that the U.S., the National Security Agency, the NSA, has been purchasing, buying, illegally obtaining, uh, illegally obtained, there's <laughs> two illegals going on here, Americans' digital data for, of course, the purpose of spying on everybody. Yay! Uh, now a senator is demanding that the government agency rein in the practice to protect user privacy. In a letter sent to the U.S. Director of National Intelligence from one Senator Ron Wyden, Democrat from Oregon, quote, the U.S. government should not be funding and legitimizing a shady industry whose flagrant violations of Americans' privacy are not just unethical, but illegal, end quote. This comes after the U.S. declassified a letter from outgoing NSA Director Paul Nakasone. That's right, there's more than one letter uh, to Wyden that addressed the agency's ongoing effort to use, quote, commercially available information, end quote, for surveillance purposes. Uh, quote, this may include information associated with electronics devices being used outside and, in certain cases, inside the United States, end quote. That's what the outgoing NSA director, Paul Nakasone, wrote. Um, the disclosure probably won't surprise anyone, given that the former NSA contractor, Edward Snowden, exposed the agency's spying activities back in 2013. However, Wyden is raising alarm bells since it suggests that the NSA has been sourcing information from the data broker industry, where people's browsing data can be vacuumed up and shared to serve ads that's right that's where they're taking this information from this includes uh as far as collecting data uh they're 
collecting your IP address, location data, what sites you've been visiting, along with your personal information, putting your digital privacy at risk. U.S. law enforcement usually, normally, typically, allegedly, supposedly needs a court order in order to collect such data from a tech company. However, the data broker industry has essentially provided a nice backdoor loophole for the NSA and other government agencies to just straight up acquire sensitive data without the need for that pesky warrant thing. Uh, Wyden is now calling out the practice, arguing it may violate U.S. privacy laws. Yeah, probably. Uh, the senator is citing the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission's decision earlier this month to crack down on one such data broker, Xmode Social, for selling users' location data without their consent. Ah, you mean there's a chance that the U.S. government has acquired illegally, illegally acquired data? Yes, that's right. Like I said, there's two illegals happening here. Uh, in the FTC's order, um, uh, in the case with the Xmode social, it noted that Xmode, quote, failed to inform consumers that it would be selling data to government contractors for national security purposes, end quote. Wah, wah, wah. But yeah, I think uh, that's that's enough right there, Misty. But yeah, not surprising, as you indicated, because we do mention this here quite frequently. Uh, we know this goes on, but uh, yet again, Government, you just got caught with your pants down. You're doing something illegal, and the information you're obtaining was itself obtained illegally. So, way to go. Two wrongs don't make a right, you know? Right? I mean, listen, if you're going to do one illegal, why not just do two, Adam? I figure uh, just get a more bang for your buck. This is, here's what drives me crazy about this. As you mentioned, obviously, in 2013, Edward Snowden revealed to us that the NSA is a an, incre an incredibly shady operation who really is spending their time spying on Americans. That's generally what they do. And here's why that's frustrating to me. It is now 2024, and nobody seems to care, Adam. It feels like it, we the stories like this come up, as you mentioned, we've covered stuff like this similar things to this on this show a couple different times numerous things have happened over the years very similar situations where stories like this come out hey the nsa is spying on you hey guess what the nsa is spying on you oh whoops the daisy the nsa is spying on you and it seems like nobody cares and that the nsa can just continue to do this with no accountability with no repercussions um with nothing whatsoever that nothing's going to happen nothing is going to happen there will be some i don't know some task force that will be uh, uh developed to have a conversation about the nsa and its uh, operations and then it'll disappear from the headlines and nothing will be done. Um, and we'll just all move about our business until four months from now when the NSA uh, suddenly creeps into the news again. Because, hey, guess what? They're spying on us. Um, uh, I mean, listen, they're probably spying on us right now. Uh, not spying. This is a public radio show. But um, uh, but listen, everybody waved to the nice NSA agent who was probably listening in on this conversation. Uh, that's what they do. And it's that's why it's frustrating to me. I'm not in all at, in any way surprised that the NSA is spying on me. I know they're spying on me. Edward Snowden told me they were spying on me. I'm angry and irritated that my fellow Americans don't seem to care at all. They are fine with it. They are, um, <clears throat> uh, and we can't, very often when we do stuff like this, we'll say, well, maybe people just don't know. They're just not aware. No, you can't say that because as I've said, as I just said, since 2013, numerous stories have come out. If you ever heard of at least one of them, are you, do you have a heartbeat? Like it happens on a fairly regular basis that stories like this are released and that people, um, uh, you know, we talk about it and then it just goes away from the headlines again. So it's just very frustrating to me that um, they continue to get away with this. There's never any accountability. And frankly, it seems as if nobody really minds all that much. Um, and I don't know, it's just, it's, it's very irritating to me that that's uh, the attitude that we have in this country that, you know, the NSA can uh, just illegally obtain our illegally obtained information and everybody just kind of shrugs and moves on about their day. But what do you think, Adam? Hopefully this might be a little bit different because it's not just a news report. This isn't like some watchdog group or media outlet that digged through some disclosed, you know, um, uh, the freedom of information. This is a senator. So that's a good sign. Maybe. I mean, we cross have my fingers hearings. here. Well, yeah. Okay. I know. I'm just trying to We're be optimistic, Misty. I hear you. <laughs> I'm sorry yeah, to rain yeah. on your optimism. I'm sorry. I, I, yeah. Yeah. You're, you know, nothing's going to change, unfortunately. I was trying to be, I was trying to leave it on a good note. It's Friday, but whatever, you know. We've well, got we Julian Assange still going on, you know. So yeah. <laughs> we know how we the world We goes. can leave it on a good note because, hey, guess what? 
just if you mm. if you haven't done anything up until now, doesn't mean you can't start. Doesn't mean you can't do something. Doesn't mean you can't start making phone calls to your elected representatives, getting in the streets, um, organizing rallies, having conversations with your friends and family. Send these articles to your friends and family. Maybe they don't know. Um, there's always opportunities to do something about it. That's it's that's what's frustrating is that um, people don't ever seem to be willing to make those efforts. So, yeah, I mean, we've had Senate hearings on this. We've had, they went into the Senate hearings and straight up lied. I don't, to my knowledge, we're not uh, spying on anybody. Yes, you are. You absolutely are. And we know that you are and, um, uh, nothing's going to happen to y'all, uh, for doing it. And it's just, um, hopefully, hopefully you're right. Hopefully we will try to find a little bit of positivity. Hopefully you're right. Hopefully this will be a bigger deal. I think that the attitude, at least in the country, has changed in recent years. I think that people um, are starting to pay a little bit more attention to these kinds of things because of AI and all of that stuff. I think people are, are starting to get a little bit more curious about online safety and security and all of that stuff. So maybe you're right. Maybe this will be um, the tipping point in the right direction. I sure hope so. Um, cause nobody should be okay with this. There's just no reason whatsoever why the NSA should be doing things like this, uh, to anybody, but in particular American citizens. So, uh, thanks for bringing us this story, Adam, have a great weekend. We will talk to you again on Monday and hang tight. We're going to be right back with Alex Hills right here on today's news talk. TNT's Pella Neuroth Taylor. We, we need to look, do a lot of recon deconstruction of these phrases and, and really think about what it means because what does far right mean? I, I'd say that far right means anything that you don't like. And um, it's just a label, a bit like the, the Chinese under Mao, their state press used to call uh, anyone who was an ideological opponent, capitalist pig dogs, whatever. And it was just meant to evoke a response. And it was a signal from the rulers to the rule that this is what you should think without actually having to think. It's, it's, it's a, meant to evoke a sort of Pavlovian reaction that you're a, these are bad guys. And uh, a moderate, in, in, in our lingo, I mean, let's say it's foreign coverage, the BBC will say the moderate blah, blah, blah party in the third world, meaning, well, they're guys we approve of, and then the extremist is someone we don't approve of. Helen Neuroth Taylor on today's News Talk TNT. Anticipate potential delays for the morning commute. In other news, a recent government report on prescription drug pricing points to corporate mouth. Freedom of the press is about your right to know. What are you talking about, man? Look at his stats. It's about your right to be informed. Your right to access all types of information keeps us free as a nation. No, 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 no. Today, there are real threats to press freedom. And your right to know about the world around us. Look. Some threats are obvious, some are easy to miss, but they all put our way of life at risk. We must defend against all of these threats, no matter what kind of news is important to you. Justified putting American troops in harm's way. That's a great question. We must protect our right to know before it's too late. Understand the threats. Protectpressfreedom.org. Ladies and gentlemen, today's news talk. News and information. TNT Radio. All right. Our guest today, as promised, is my dear friend, Alex Hill. So Alex is a musician and also um, an incredible longtime on the ground activist who has been focused on many issues, but especially on the case of Julian Assange here in recent years um, and the broader implications uh, of pre on press freedom. Um, so she runs the group, as uh, I talk about all the time, Candles for Assange. It's the number four Assange. Um, uh, you guys have heard me mention it uh, a billion times. Um, so they're a collective on the ground uh, group of Assange and free press supporters. Uh, they hold regular vigils, protests, and online campaigns. And in addition to that, um, uh, Alex also does invaluable work, seriously invaluable work. She collects information about all the many global events that are taking place um, in support of Julian Assange regularly. And she helps to make sure everybody has graphics and everything that they need to do online promotions. And then she also posts all of those out from one central location uh, to make those events easier for everybody to find. So Alex, my friend, thanks so much for being here. Oh, thanks so much for having me. And it's so good to talk to you and see you. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see you too. Uh, it's been a long time since I've had you on the show. And so first, I want to get your take on uh, the Assange case in general. We have Day X coming up February 20th and 21st are the next two court dates that are happening in London. Um, we are uh, expecting it to be a public hearing. Um, we're expecting, uh, you know, global events taking place. Um, but what's your general feel for what we can expect from these two court dates? Well, I mean, having run these um, 
um, global listings for a long time, I guess since 2018. I have never seen such support. I mean, I think um, thanks to people like Free Assange Wave, Free Assange EU, um, I mean, there's too many to mention if we go into each country, but because of these guys all working together to do similar things that I've been doing, um, there's now 50 cities. So I think, you know, in terms of the grassroots support, we are doing so well. Um, and my only complaint, I guess, is that there, there's a kind of gap. You've got two extremes in, in the sort of support of Assange or lack of support of Assange. And that is the, the people that are calling themselves freedom activists. A lot of them are <laughs> believing this complete ridiculous nonsense that he's CIA or some kind of, you know, psyop. And even if that was true, I keep on pointing out that, that the point is that the, the danger to free press. And then you've got the normies, the, uh, the mainstream media punters, and, you know, you've got the opposite end of the extreme. They don't realise how much this actually affects them in the same way that, you know, we are threatening the, the end of free press, really. Um, and, of course, the individual battle for Julian, his health is, is just so, so poor now. And I think that the court case needs to catch up with the new information about his health. That's really clear. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really hoping that that is going to come up in the, uh, in the trial and we're going to have some glimmer of hope from Britain. But, I mean, looking at what um, the British justice system has turned into, it's, it's insane. <laughs> It's yeah, insane. It's really bad. It's really bad. It has gotten just unbelievably horrific. And listen, I am so glad you brought up the Assange CIA thing because when Kendra and Paula were here just recently, we meant to talk about that. And then we just got so caught up in other things and talking about other things that it just completely slipped our minds. And that is so frustrating to me because listen, here's the thing. As Alex just said, let's just say, let's just say that uh, Assange is CIA, that he is um, some kind of psyop, that he is some kind of, um, you know, uh, agent of the deep state. I don't care, frankly, because his case is being used to take away all of our rights. So even if that were true, as Alex just said, it really doesn't matter because this case, um, if it uh, is allowed to go through, if Julian Assange is uh, uh, permitted to be extradited to this country um, and he faces trial for journalism, that changes everything for all of us. That instantly takes away freedom of press and uh, free speech. And in the United States, uh, we like to pride ourselves on our constitution and our first amendment. And we're, not that we have it now, I mean, it is really already gone, but this is like the last little tiny shred that hanging on mm. um, and we are very quickly going to be losing that. So I'm so glad you brought up that aspect because Kendra and I uh, and Paula, I'll, uh, we really wanted to dis discuss that last time and it just slipped our minds. So, okay, I want to get into some specifics, but we have to take a quick break and get some headlines. Hang tight. We're going to be right back here on today's News Talk. The news you need when you need it. Oh, you have a deep voice. TNT. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. A coalition of 25 Republican governors, excluding Vermont Governor Phil Scott, has expressed strong support for Texas Governor Greg Abbott's enhanced border security measures. At the UN Security Council meeting on Thursday, Russia's Deputy Representative Dmitry Polyansky accused Ukrainian forces of deliberately shooting down a Russian military plane to disrupt a planned prisoner swap. Sergei Narishkin, the head of Russia's Foreign Intelligence Service, expressed his belief in an interview with Sputnik that Western public opinion is growing weary of the Ukraine conflict. On air and on the app. I listen on the app. Stay up to date around the clock. I listen, therefore I I know. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right. We're here with my pal, Alex Hills, uh, who's an, a fantastic Assange activist. Uh, she runs Candles for Assange. Go follow on Twitter at Candles. It's the number four Assange. Um, uh, the pen thread right now is the Day X events that we're talking about. Um, so you can go find an event near you. If you can't find an event near you, be an event near you. Um, send your information to Alex. She'll get you graphics and uh, make sure that you get tweeted out so that everybody can find your event. But um, so we're just talking here about the, uh, the case in general. And I also uh, uh, wanted to touch on, you just said that there's kind of this gap between support. And I think what's so frustrating for me is the lack of support amongst journalists, which is so frustrating and weird. It's very strange to me. I don't know why every journalist on planet Earth is not screaming about this from the top of their lungs. And I think it's not surprising coming from the mainstream press. They are, um, you know, owned and operated by, you know, the powers that shouldn't be and all of that stuff. So it's not surprising that they would uh, not speak for Assange. But even in indie media, Alex, it's really difficult to get people to talk about this case. And it's very frustrating to me. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it seems like, you know, with more pressure on the cost of living and, you know, food, mm -hmm. everything being crunched down, it is even harder for journalists, I suppose, that are in the mainstream kind of um, headspace. It's harder for them to speak out if they want to keep their job. Uh, I sympathise a little bit, but not too much. I mean, I don't know if you've seen what's been going on in New Zealand, but we, we the, the mainstream media here are hemorrhaging massively since uh, yeah. Jacinda left. And it's just becoming all too obvious how, how backwards they are um, and we, we've held some actions for Assange outside of Stuff NZ because they've actually had to move into one room on the ground floor which is fantastic opportunity to be able to put posters up against the glass at the journalists all sitting there um, and yeah they are in absolute they, they didn't do anything um, we were trying to highlight our New Zealand whistleblower it didn't do anything we didn't hear any other reports from them um, and because of that they're just going to keep on losing their support and it's incredible to see that they're not even allowing comments or any kind of response to their posts on Twitter or anywhere, Facebook. It's just they, they've had to shut it down because they get so much negative feedback. So uh, it's certainly not working for them, this this ploy. <laughs> Yeah, no, 100%. And you're you're absolutely right about the uh, the media hemorrhaging. Um, uh, for example, here in the United States, the LA Times just announced that they are laying off 115 journalists. That's 22% of its newsroom. And that's after last year, they did another huge layoff. Uh, the New York Times lost 30 to $40 million in 2023. Um, the Atlantic is still not able to turn a profit. NBC just slashed 75 jobs. So I think mainstream press is dying, Like, which is great to see. I love to see it. Like, I'm so happy to see mainstream media die. Um, but I do think that you're right. There's probably a big uh, and listen just uh, in general i think that they're all um uh, there i think there's two kinds of mainstream media journalists there are the kinds who are not very bright and they're hired because they're uh you know pretty or you know relatively attractive and they can read a teleprompter and then there are the other kinds the rachel maddow types who know exactly what they're doing and they are chosen for their willingness to do it um their, their willingness to be a propagandist for power so um and i think that most people are just afraid to cover it but that's why it's so frustrating that we can't even get independent media to be fair it's not all independent media there are some people People who do a fantastic job. Dave DeCamp from antiwar.com does uh, just incredible coverage. Anytime something happens, he writes an article about it. Indie News Network always covers it. Anytime I ask Jimmy Dore does a pretty good job uh, of speaking about it pretty regularly. Obviously, um, you have people like Kevin Gastola, who's really made his career covering the Assange situation. Um, but it's just, it is just really frustrating that we can't seem to get more people talking about this case. I think that honestly, um, I just don't think people get how serious this is you know what i yeah. mean i just i think that that just we haven't been able to impress upon people um how uh prevalent this will impact not just assange but literally everybody on planet earth right that sounds dramatic yeah. but it's well, accurate i mean i've certainly seen a lot more journalists in the in britain covering it but it tends yes. to be the same journalists that are completely um shattered with censorship demonetization yeah. like all of us and uh yeah i mean i've seen richard vobes godfrey bloom that there's some people that i never expected to talk about julian who are all talking about him but there's no coincidence there that they're also the ones that censored and so to some sense we're sort of preaching to the converted again um mm -hmm. you know we go off to a different platform and we find ourselves talking to the same people who know this stuff uh and and other they are the ones that are guilty somewhat of you know claiming that he's in the cia there is that sort of edge of the of the um you know alternative media but i think to the large part i'm seeing improvements i i'm, I'm being i feel like there's something to be positive for um definitely but yeah among the mainstream they know their job is it's it's worth their job and the, as soon as they start to talk about that kind of thing they will be shut down like all of us i mean speaking of which elon shut me out of my account yesterday after four oh. posts and then i lost all the people i was following briefly and i you know so when i was trying to do my post my thread post for the events nothing none of my follow you know following people were coming up so i yeah. just wasn't you know you can't type it in and start to see it it wasn't there oh so frustrating you know and he's such a elon is such a faker i i hope yes. people have woken up to that now <laughs> they have not alex they have not there are still people to this day defending this man and uh, speaking of uh elon and twitter there's a post from edward snowden that simply says free julian assange and uh, so i think it was my friend rob durden from inn he noticed that every time he sees that tweet on his timeline he looks at it and his like is gone his retweet is gone yep. and 
And so I tested it too. Happens to me too. Every time I like it, I come back 30 minutes later, my like is gone from that tweet. I mean, that's weird, Elon. What about your free speech, my guy? Yeah. Uh, and so it's been losing thousands of likes, which obviously that uh, impacts it in the algorithm. So yeah, he's not a free speech savior. He never was. It's absurd that anybody thinks so. And now he is fully in the pocket of Israel. There's no question about it. So uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, it's very frustrating. But yeah, I think that you're right. There is something to be positive about. I do think that um, I, I'm just very picky about it because I feel like um, more people, I, to, in my opinion, I feel like everybody should be covering it more. The only people mm. who I feel like really cover it adequately is Consortium News. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're, they're amazing. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. Yeah. And Kathy has yeah. to be the most knowledgeable person in, yes. in the campaign activism scope for, for Assange. I really think, you know, even more so than some journalists um, in America and that have been covering it all along. She has the inside, inside gloss as well as the overall case and court information. She's incredibly knowledgeable. So people should she listen is. to her. Yeah. Yeah. She was, she was just on recently and I told her, I'm like, I love talking. We were talking uh, afterward. I'm like, you're one of my favorite people to talk to because she does know the ins and the outs and the upside downs and the sideways and all of the things. And she's, mm. I'm not, I'm terrible at information recall, especially when I'm um, in conversation with somebody, my brain will like, I think it's because my brain operates so quickly that it's hard for me to like focus in on something that I'm trying, a, a piece of information that I'm trying to grasp. And so especially names, I'm terrible at names. And she's just like, um, her, it, she's just able to like grab out pieces of information as she's in conversation. And she's so good um, at really just having a full grasp of uh, the entirety of the case, really from day one, all the way through what we're dealing with now. Mm -hmm. um, and her, she's just invaluable. So yeah, I think that, um, we, but we are starting to see uh, a, a massive increase in not just coverage of it um but also as we talked about earlier the support i mean uh the idea that we now have groups all across the globe you know what i mean all across the globe which we're going to talk uh, we have to take a break in a couple minutes but we're going to talk about some of the actions and we'll give some uh shout outs to some of the people who um do these things regularly because there are i mean there are so many groups alex all across the globe in various different countries that regularly do um events for assange and the we're just seeing that support continue to build it's not obviously i wish it was faster but it is really impressive how um uh how big the support has has grown over the in recent years yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know people are really keen that as many people as possible go to London for the actual events. But one of the things I identified and the reason I do what I do is because all of us grassroots supporters are so very disconnected and operating mm -hmm. in tiny groups and feeling like it's almost not worth it. But once you see everyone around the world, 50 cities, 30 cities, whatever it is, I think the most we ever had was 62 for a birthday event. But, you know, once you see that, it, it kind of fills you with a solidarity feeling, doesn't it? And I I think that yes. helps people go on and people like us who've been doing it for very many years it helps us keep going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes because it can feel um very uh isolating I, because you're right it is um just like tiny pockets here and there all across the globe and we are very spread out but i think that when you start to see and that's why i think social media is so important if you're in this battle i think it's very important to follow each other on social media to like make sure that you're supporting each other retweeting each other's events things like that i think it's so um helpful because it does it really does it speaks to you and says oh hey it, no i'm not it, this is not just me uh there's lots of people out there who are doing this work on a regular basis who are putting in the fight and uh yeah i think that that, that really does um you know help to keep morale because it's hard i mean it's so and it's so funny we have to take a break but it, 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 I tweeted about this today. It it makes me laugh when people try to discourage Assange supporters like, oh, they're never going to let him out. He's going to die in prison. I don't know why you're bothering. And it's like, do you guys think we don't know how hard this is? Of course we know. We're fully aware that we are punching well above our weight class, that we are up against the most powerful people on planet Earth. Um, but as um, uh, Chris Hedges says, I don't fight fascists because I think I'll win. I fight fascists because they're fascists. And it's really that simple. And so it's not about, um, uh, for me, it's the fight is just worth fighting. Um, and I don't know if we will be successful. I sure hope that we will, but I'm not going to just like, you know, uh, lay back and just let them take away my ability to speak. That's just not a thing I'm willing to do. So um, yeah, we're fully aware that it's hard. We know we've been doing it for a while. Thanks. Um, okay. We got to take another quick break. Hang tight. We're going to be back here on today's news talk. People might tell you that Lyme doesn't kill people, but we are losing people. People disappear from their lives. One of the scariest things that I had to deal with was uh, memory loss. 
Not just like, I don't remember what I did last week, but like, I forgot all the words to my own songs. I remember going to my primary care physician and he was like, you are 100% healthy. There's nothing wrong with you. And my response was, that's impossible. I'm dying. I wasn't working. I had all of these hospital bills. We had to move out of our home and move into my parents' basement. I just wish I could have truly been present in those big moments, you know, when she took her first steps or, you know, her first day of preschool. Lyme is such a thief and it goes undetected because no one is looking for it. For more information and prevention tips, go to projectlime.org. The Kids Cancer Project funds vital research into childhood cancers. And you fund the Kids Cancer Project. Funding research means giving children back their lives. And who knows what kids with cancer could grow up to do. The Kids Cancer Project. Survival starts with science. Donate now. The Kids Cancer Project. You're with Misty Winston on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. TNT. All right, we're here with Alex Hills, who runs Candles for Assange. Please go follow on social media. Um, uh, there is the pinned thread on Twitter. I'm not on Facebook or any of that other stuff, so I don't know if there's any uh, of that stuff up. But um, uh, on Twitter, the pinned thread is uh, all of the Day X events, as we've been speaking about. On February 20th and 21st in London, Julian Assange faces two new court dates um, at the Royal Court of Justice. Justice. I use that term very loosely. Um, so uh, uh, this is, it's really kind of, the Hail Mary pass. Um, if this is denied, this request for the overturning of the appeal, uh, denial of appeal, um, essentially he could be extradited as soon as the extradition um, uh, request is signed and approved and all of that good stuff. So it is kind of the Hail Mary pass. I'm not really sure what to expect. I have my theories, but I'm not really sure what to expect. And so we just need all of the noise. We need all of the support. We need people making phone calls to elected officials, sending emails, tweeting about it, um, sharing articles and other information online to get past the algorithm, share this conversation, share the conversation I had with Kathy. Um, and also if you can attend an event on February 20th or 21st, please do so. And that's what we're going to talk about now. Um, let's go through some of these events. Obviously, there are too many to go through all of them. So if we do not mention your event personally, I am very sorry. <laughs> we do have limited time here. So um, obviously, there's some stuff taking place in London. So tell us about that, Alex. Yeah, so um, both days outside the court at the Strand in London, which is near Holborn um, Tube Station, um, you're going to be having the usual kind of actions right outside the court, trying to make as much noise as possible so that hopefully Julian will hear if he's there, but if not, at least the people in the court that are reporting may hear. Um, and that's the big one in London. There's also one in Manchester um, on the Tuesday for people who can't make it down. But again, anyone who's nearby, uh, the, 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 the main push is to get to the court please. Um, and StellaAssange.com is a really good resource at the moment uh, using um, Free Assange Waves collected um, cities. And I'm helping them now um, trying to gather all that information. And they've got a wonderful telegram group called Day X Global Actions. Um, so yeah, th those are the, those are the um, main um, people to, to sort of give some kind of heads up to. Um, and yeah, in Britain, th that's all we have at the moment. Although I usually see one coming in from Scotland and um, we may have something from Ireland but not as yet um, even though we have 20 countries which is incredible it's more countries than I think we've ever had actually um, from from you know we've got Uruguay and um, you know Rio and Argentina you know Ecuador um, so normally we don't see actions from all of those places so that's really exciting um, yeah we've got multiple I think probably yeah, I think the, probably the big push in at least the UK is probably just get to London. Um, we may not see as many events taking place throughout that uh, uh, area just because people are probably going to do their best to get to that is in, um, in terms of whether or not Julian can hear us. I asked Kathy if she knew if he was going to be allowed to attend because um, 
crazily enough, they don't allow him to attend his own hearings in person anymore. Um, yeah, it is absurd. Uh, so he usually has to just like video in from some tiny room in Belmarsh um, rather than be able to participate in his own hearings, uh, you know, to fight for his life. It's so absurd. But she wasn't sure either. I don't know that anybody has any confirmation on that. Um, if anybody does know, I would love to know that information because it would be great to know whether or not he will be in the courtroom because then we like there needs to be all of the noise. It needs to be as loud as possible so that he can hear everybody. But um, uh, what else do we have going on? What are some other notable events? Well, I mean, Germany is doing its usual massive yeah. thing, and it's almost bewildering to try and gather and capture that. But I have I just love added Germany. something to my list there. But <laughs> please go to Free Assange EU. No doubt a lot of them will be making their way to London, but there are the usual weekly events. It's going to be a bit changeable from Germany just because they have so many regular events and it may all swap around. But at the moment, it looks like there's about 16 actions. Wow. Um, so that's incredible. As usual, they are kicking off. Um, we've got a couple in um, Belgium, a couple of cities, Namur and, and but Brussels doing their usual Monday, but also on the Tuesday. Um, we have eight cities in France. Uh, we have a similar amount of cities in Spain. I can go through them if you want. I don't know. I'm running three events in Wellington. We're going to do a candlelight vigil and on both days at the Parliament, and we're going to do a march around all the embassies and maybe even stuff NZ for media headquarters because they're all so close by, so we might do that. Um, in Australia, who have we got? We have um, Canberra is doing one, but we don't don't know the details. Sydney is doing three. Melbourne is doing four. Um, and Perth is doing one. I imagine there will be more coming as well. Um, part of that is because you've got uh, maybe fractions and groups that are multiple operating in the same city, which is a shame. But um, I'm listing them all as usual and I'm trying to stay out of that. Um, now, what else have we got? We've got um, Rio, Uruguay, Montevideo, um, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Rio, um, and we've got Italy. Now, they have really done well as well. They've got uh, Roma, Napoli, Milan, Catania right down in the island, Sicily. Um, and there's probably more that I have forgotten at this point, but there's a nice chunky it Italy um, on my thread. Um, and we've got Mexico doing their usual thing outside the embassy. We have Amsterdam joining in, and that's Assange Polska, who's actually in, uh, normally in Poland, and she's going to be in um, Amsterdam for this event so she's arranging that she's amazing um and we have ecuador but uh, as usual because of the terrible government in ecuador i don't know how much we're gonna get details about that it may be that we just see the social media event on the day and they're keeping it quite quiet um, now, as for USA, I know we have um, Seattle and Santa Cruz uh, outside San Francisco. Um, we have Oklahoma and Tulsa, and we just had DC finally uh, get their image out today. And that is going to be 10 a.m. at the DOJ. Um, and that will be a wonderful event, I'm sure, because Paula is organizing that. Uh, and as I said before, we have San Paolo in Argentina. We have Toronto, and hopefully we'll get some more cities in, in Canada. Um, but they're going to do both days in Toronto. One of the confusing things, as usual, is we have so many dates that we're trying to cover around yeah. those two days, and it gets very confusing as to who's doing what on what day. And I think at the moment, Stella is just covering um, the Tuesday and Wednesday events. But on Telegram, if you go to Free Assange Wave or if you look at my thread, I am trying to pick up a few more around the date because there's so many regular actions. We have um, Vienna doing their usual weekly thing. That's going to fall on the Wednesday anyway at Opera. Um, and uh, gosh, there's 20 countries. Where do I go? <laughs> but that is, know, that is a good right? overview, I think, that we can probably squeeze in there. Um, I just, I am posting on Twitter as usual. It's always on my pen thread. Uh, I hope to keep that up forever or whatever's going on, I will try and put it on that pen thread. Um, but in addition, We've got Natalia from Mexico putting everything yeah. I'm writing onto Facebook and we have a page, but also the group is the big one there. It's about 4,000 people, I think, or 3,000 something. Uh, I've just dropped it today really badly. I'm not a web designer, but I have dropped it on candles for Assange.com and I have also dropped the full list on Instagram and I will start doing individual posts on Instagram because 
because it's such a special occasion. Normally I try to stay away from Facebook and Instagram, but for this yeah. one, I am going to make an exception. <laughs> yes. And we love Nat in Mexico. Nat Rivera, we love you. Um, I don't know if she's listening or not. She's not super active on Twitter anymore, but she is fantastic. I love her. And also um, I just want to mention Denver uh, because of Kendra. Um, I love Kendra and they have an event on February 20th um, at the state Capitol from four to 6 PM. They have um, uh, different bands, live music, speakers, poets, you name it. They got all kinds of cool stuff going on. So um, if you're in Denver, please try to make it out to that one as well. Um, I'm sure Boston's got something going on. Obviously DC, as you mentioned. Um, so I think yeah, Boston, Boston is actually uh, Paula and Paula is going to be doing the DC events. So that's why maybe Boston isn't on, but oh. we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really talked to Paula about the specifics of what she's doing. I didn't think she was going to travel to DC. I thought that she uh, was going to do something in Boston, but oh, I certainly could be wrong. I um, might've uh, missed that. <laughs> no, it's uh, we can we can ask her and make sure. But again, everybody, if you want to know um, where all of these events are taking place, obviously listening to it, listening to us ramble about it here, um, uh, it, it's probably hard to you know keep track of what we're all, what we're saying. But again, candles for Assange on Twitter, also on the Facebook pages. Um, Alex just mentioned on Instagram, all of that stuff. There's plenty of locations um, where you can go and find an event. Also, uh, you just mentioned Stella the the um, she's got this really cool interactive map thing that they just uh, put out, um, which is super nice. Not only does it include all of the events for day X that are taking place, but I think also um, uh, where he has gotten different journalism awards from and something else. There's another um, feature that it, it offers on there as well. So it's it's just really cool. You can go on there and just kind of click around and see um, he's gotten dozens of journalism awards. He's not a journalist. Yes, he is. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so ridiculous that people are still saying he's not a journalist. That's, Nuts. I mean, almost as absurd as the CIA thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Plenty of events taking place. Now, if somebody wants to start an event, Alex, um, uh, I, I get this all the time. I think people want to get involved, but they don't really know um, how. They don't really know what to do. I tell people all the time, it's so easy. It is a poster board, a Sharpie, and a sidewalk. That is all you need. That's it. Yeah. Very easy. That's it. I also like to find people from certain cities that they declare on Twitter. You know, um, today I found a girl from Austin and I just said, who's putting lovely comments on all the time on my posts. And so I said, hey, would you like to organize an event in Austin? We can help you with the graphics, you know. And so, you know, it, it, it's actually about touching base with people that you see that you know are associated with a certain place and you know that they haven't got an event. I know that Ryan Christian from Tennessee, he really, really wants to go to an event, but he hasn't got the time to organize it so I'm putting a call out right now anyone near Ryan in Tennessee or nearby maybe only an hour or two away please let me know and let's put on an event then you can get Ryan maybe along I should, to speak <laughs> I need to revitalize I have a massive thread um that I did a long time ago uh, where I was trying to play matchmaker activist mm. matchmaker and I was like hey let me know where you live and I'll post out we'll, we'll do a call out and if anybody else is in your area then we can hook you up that's actually how I got a couple people involved with Boston Austin. I got a couple of people involved in Denver. Um, so yeah, I'll revitalize that. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll retweet it. Um, and if you want to get involved in regular activism or organizing for Assange and press freedom, just hit me up. Let me know where you live. I'll put a call out, see if there's anybody else in your area, because I know it's a little daunting to do it yourself, like to just go out there and do it on your own or like you and like your friend or your husband or your, you know, whatever. Um, that is a little scary. So I get that. Um, but yeah, we just, we just need um, as many people to get involved in whatever way you can. I mean, if you're not like a big, I'm going to go to a protest kind of person. I realize that there are people who are like that. There's plenty of other things that you can do, right, Alex? I mean, you can. Yeah, um, I mean, you don't even need to speak. You can take a piece no. of yellow fabric, chop it into strips, write free Julian Assange on it, and then you've got yellow ribbons for Assange very cheaply. Hang them up somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, what we did outside the Australian embassy here is we brought a ladder with us and we hung them up so high in the trees that there was no way anyone could get them for <laughs> ages. So um, we made it really awkward in multiple places places when we were having an action there. That's what we spend most of our time doing. We don't actually have to have official events, official people coming and talking. Um, I have a pamphlet. I'm really willing, if any, and my DMs are open. If anyone wants a sort of very generalized pamphlet that uh, came originally from Don't Extradite Assange, which is now Free Assange News, I think, on Twitter, um, that pamphlet has got huge amounts of information, in particular, what you can do to help. And it is Britain-orientated, but um, it doesn't really 
really matter. I mean, it, it worked really well for New Zealand and all I did was add a little text box with my address and the next action on it. Um, and so anyone can do that and modify it in any way they see fit. So that's a really good way. If you're not very keen on actually being public about these things is just hand out pamphlets, just yeah. hang out ribbons. So there's many, many ways that you can skin a cat. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you can go around it and I think it's so funny that you hung those uh, really high because Andrew, you know, Andrew, yeah. uh, Andrew is my co-host and fellow organizer with Action for Assange. And when they had the debates in 2020, there was one here in Ohio. Um, and so we went to the city, Andrew went one day and I went the next day uh, and we were hanging, we were trying to hang up as many free Assange flyers as we possibly could all near the, um, uh, where they were holding the event, where they were holding the debates. Um, and uh, so Andrew went that night and I, when I got there the next day, he had, there was signs like way up on telephone poles. And I'm like, are you a spider monkey? How did you manage that? He's like, no, I had two friends in a ladder and we got him up there, but still Alex, the next day, or before the debate took place, they took them all down. Wow. They took them all down. I don't know who they hired to do all of that work because we hung up. I went, I was out there sick. I had a cold. I'm out there with my little staple gun. I, we had to like hide from the people because they kept trying to <laughs> find us and tell us to go away. But that uh, still cuts through to them. They still have yes. to see there's still people that actually have to take it down. I sometimes yeah. do that and just stick a sticky, sticky tape somewhere. And when I want to get yeah. a message across. And one yeah. of the ways that I do promote my events um, when I'm feeling full of energy is I get flour and water glue, which no one can complain out about in an environmental way. Uh, I get flour and water and and just basically make a paste and a big paintbrush and I print out a whole load of A3s or A4s and with whatever event or information you want to share and I put them down onto the asphalt or onto, um, you know, substation boxes or power poles, anywhere that isn't actually inflicting on someone's business or, you know, doing vandalism. So I, yeah. I basically, and it just washes away. Uh, some of them last for three months and you still see them out there and about. I mean, in New Zealand, people haven't being that um, onto it. Maybe in other places they are, but you can't really get them off. You know, you'd have a real job. You'd still be able to see the white evidence of them, you know? And yeah. so, yeah, that's a really great way to get that information out. It's pretty cheap. Most people mm -hmm. can, can afford that. And um, yeah, highly recommend doing something like that, um, you know, yeah, there's days just so many <laughs> things. There's so many things you can do. I mean, you can um, uh, get some stickers and go and uh, 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 put them someplace or um, hang some flyers, just print like 20 or 30 flyers, walk around, take a walk, uh, get some exercise, hang up some flyers in your neighborhood. Or um, uh, I like to leave um, little, uh, little cards or little business cards or whatever. Like if you go to the doctor's office and they have the little table with the magazines on it, leave some stuff there, leave some information, leave a little pamphlet, leave a little trifold or whatever it is, there's so many ways that you can, um, uh, you know, help out. And it, it, it seems insignificant when you're doing it because it's like, oh, what are my 10 little flyers going to do? Mm -hmm. But if all of us did that, it would make a monumental impact. And so um, don't ever feel insignificant. And this is one of, the, in my opinion, I think Alex would agree. This is one of the, if not the most important battle that we're facing, because if you care about anything, you can't fight for it if you can't speak. And that is what is at stake here. Um, we yeah. don't have, uh, uh, there's not, we're, we can't afford to lose this one in my opinion so um, we need as many people to get as active as possible be as loud as possible um, and Alex does a great job uh, helping us keep track of all of these events that are taking place so again please go to Candles for Assange follow it share with your friends share the thread with your friends find an event near you be an event near you whatever you can do you can always contact me I'm willing to help anybody however I can Alex feels the same way so my friend thank you so much for coming on the show I appreciate you taking the time and thank you for everything that you do you know I love you oh so much um, uh, <laughs> and everybody have a great weekend I'll be back on Monday with another week of shows for you as Julian Assange says, learn, challenge, act now, and don't go anywhere. Timothy Shays right after this here on today's News Talk.